broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 86 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom and I'm here with uh, Damon and Trevor today. How's it going, fellas? How you doing? Hot. Hot. Tired. Hot. <laughs> Enjoying summer. Hot, tired, hungry. There we go. <laughs> it's better than snow, Trevor, though, right? I mean, yeah, it's, or, oh, yeah, no, I'm, or do you I'm prefer not, snow? No, I, I, I'm. snow can stay away as long as it wants. Gotcha. Not, I don't want it back. <laughs> I'm not Elsa. I don't. I don't like it. It bothers me. <laughs> well, so at least you have warm weather. For for Damon and I here in in uh, in North Carolina, it's like it's it's been 90s for like a couple weeks now. Oh wow. Yeah, it's been it's been hot. <laughs> I should probably clarify that's Fahrenheit because we do have a fair amount of listeners in, in Canada. Actually, hmm? we're we're a top 100 podcast in Canada. Crazy. I'm I'm gonna do. I should have a Fahrenheit to Celsius converter up so we can do this quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so we could quickly do the math on that. <laughs> That's funny, uh, Damon. I know. Uh, I I saw a random fan asking about uh, your ice cream maker. I, I don't know who it was, but um, you know, obviously somebody that knew about your new ice cream maker so wanted to talk about it. I, I'm I'm all about these gadgets, especially these food gadgets, as we kind of stay at home and you know, figure out what's going on. My actually my kids, it seems like my kids are actually gonna be home for the whole year now. So Oh wow. Will, yeah, virtual academy here. So it's a choice and that is our choice. So that's what we're doing. And anyway, so I picked up the Cuisinart I C E thirty B C pure indulgence two quart uh, ice cream yogurt maker. It was I like on that back you have order. the model number, by the way. I just want to. <laughs> no, no, dude. I'm, important. Again, otherwise we're going to get asked what it was. So Wait, is it sure. like a is it like a soft serve one? Because I've seen one no, that like, has like no, the little no. soft serve spigot thing on it. No, that that one's no good. No, this is this is one of the ones that you know is old school method, but updated. So instead of having to hand crank it, it just cranks for you. But it's a really really nice ice cream maker. It's got a, you know great stars. But I've been making all sorts of things. So. I went with a watermelon sorbet to start with, which was phenomenal. But the problem with watermelon is because the amount of water in it, right? It gets a little icy after it's frozen. Then I did a pineapple sorbet, which came out absolutely phenomenal. And then I made honey ice cream. I'm all about like, you know, kind of cutting down the sugar, kind of seeing what I can make. I'm a sort of, uh, uh, a sort of chef that just tries whatever, whatever, right? We'll, we'll try it if it's bad. We just won't do it again sort of thing. Experimental, you know, chef, I guess, especially with ice cream. So we've been doing a couple of different versions. I think tonight is a full-blown, like, egg custard sort of situation. So we'll see what happens. But it's well worth it. I have to say, it's been fun. It's been fun. So I, I tried to convince my wife to let me have an ice cream maker. And the answer was No. Because <laughs> she didn't, she just like, do we really need another gadget? She's like, we we have a bread maker that we use like once, but uh, it's ice cream, it's not bread. I listen, I well, agree with you. Okay, go ahead, go, Trevor. I, I was gonna say, you know, we we did have an ice cream maker years ago, and the problem was more having the time to use it, and I think that's part of it right now. Is you know, like in your situation, Damon, you are home and you have the time to invest in playing with it. And I think that's the key with an ice cream maker is that, yeah, it's, it's a great gadget, but you need the time to, to kind of fiddle around with it to get 
to, to get well, good at using it. Right. So not only that, so I bought that and then I bought some BPA free, you know, ice cream containers for it, mm-hmm. which is well worth it. So I always look at gadgets in terms of, you know, cost to purchase, like, you know, how long am I, is it going to take me before I make my money back? Right. And it's the way I felt about, we have a blend tech, which I now, I think the count on my blend tech is 870 something smoothies we've made. Right. So forget about anything else I've ever made in it at 870 smoothies at, you know, even a very generous, you know, $3 a pop. I've made my cost back. So this was 90 bucks. So ice cream, good ice cream, right? Let's say a Ben and Jerry's is what? Four bucks, probably more, but let's just give it four bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, I only have to use it you know, 25 times and then I'm good. And that's the way I look at gadgets, right? I get that maybe not all people look at them like that. And yes, there is a cost for ingredients. I get all that, but that's kind of how I look at things. So for me, once I, you know, do it a few times, I make my money back. Then if it sits, okay. I mean, I bought a dehydrator a couple of weeks ago too. Same sort of thing, right? Like once I make my $40 back, okay, I'm good. So so I, I think my wife's problem is more that she's a soft ice cream person, whereas I am a hard am ice cream too. person. So, so I mean, know. if you make a custard or something, it's, you know, you, you can get the consistency you want. I made a honey ice milk. I like it because I love ice cream, but here's the, the problem. You know, ice cream has a ton of sugar in it. So if I can actually do it myself and kind of, you know, mess with the ingredients, like the, the pineapple one. It was a ripe pineapple, and yes, it has sugar in the pineapple, right? But sugar with fiber is different than sugar by itself. That's always the big thing. Yeah, is like natural sugar versus glucose, right? Yeah, and having that fiber stops the quick absorption of that. So anyway, so when I did the pineapple, you know, I just did real pineapple chunks, and then I get the fiber in there as well as the sugar, and it's like, oh, add a cup of sugar, and I'm like, nah, like I don't need a full cup of sugar, right? So I can cut it in half. I feel like I can make healthier versions, and then the pine, the honey one, I use no sugar. I mean, obviously, I used honey, right? But I used honey instead of sugar, so that's where I like it because desserts have been difficult during this quarantine period. I probably gained a little bit of weight. So to kind of knock a little bit of it off, it sounds crazy, right? Order an ice cream maker to knock off some weight. But for me, it's going to help me be a little bit more, you know, uh, discerning in the ingredients that I'm putting in. And I think that makes sense. And, and, you know, to tie this back into Disney, you know, making Dole Whips whenever you want isn't a bad thing. I'll tell you the fresh <laughs> pineapple. So, so it's, it's all good, the ingredients. It? Yeah. All it was, was water, pineapple, sugar. That was, oh, and lemon juice. See, that that's the key ingredient is that lemon juice yep. so that, like, mm-hmm. it's got, it doesn't get crazy sugary. I'm telling you, that thing was, my daughter said, better than a Dole Whip. I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll I mean, fresh pineapple is still fresh pineapple, right? It's not coming out of a bag anymore. This is just fresh pineapple. And the fiber in the pineapple made it creamy. So you didn't even have milk and it was like an ice cream. It was very good. Very good. See, I, I do something similar, but I, I throw it all in a, or I use a blender, but, um, I use frozen pineapple and then some coconut milk to, you know, give yeah. it that, you know, soft serve like consistency. And yeah, it, it works out really good. And same thing, you know, you don't need the sugar, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> so not taking into account how healthy something is, what is your favorite ice cream? Ooh. I'm going to go I mean, chocolate like, chip cookie dough for me. Th- that I've made or that I no, buy? No, just in general. Like, just, just in general. If you could just get uh, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I-, I think I'm going to have to just nostalgia this out and just go Carvel vanilla with sp- the rainbow sprinkles 
I mean, wow, you went Carvel. Yeah. I think How I many people Car- know Carvel? Trevor, is that a thing you're, that you're aware of? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very East Coast thing, isn't it, David? It, I don't know if all it of our might be. Will know. When I was in when I was in New Jersey growing up, um, we lived with my grandparents for a little bit, and it was a store I could walk to. Yeah. So you know, and I always thought it was good. I mean, you know, dude, ice cream's brutal now in general, just the amount of fat and sugar and all that. So I try to stay away from straight up ice cream, but that that's what I'm going to go with. Wow. See, my, right. my challenge is, is that I just can't do dairy. So kind of same as you, Damon, I'm, I'm trying to find other ways to get the same or similar without, yeah, you know, going and buying. Trevor, so check this out. <laughs> what I did was for the honey ice cream I made, mm-hmm. instead of using, I, I used um, Fairlife. Which is lactose-free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we buy, too. Yeah. So, I made Fairlife honey ice cream. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a All good right. idea. I should start playing around with lactose-free milk. Yeah, and it wasn't bad because I feel like, you know, um, Fairlife has... It, all it does is it has the ingredient in it to make you be able to process it better, rather than... T- like, there's still enough churning ability, right? It's not like almond milk, where I don't necessarily know what you'd get out of that, right? Yeah. Fairlife, it came out... Dude, honey ice cream came out really good. So sounds good. All right, <laughs> we just talked about ice cream for almost ten minutes there, <laughs> Damon. I you also said that you had an update on on your mask situation too. I know both Trevor and I and a couple listeners ordered Wait, masks that, based on your last recommendations. So. I know. Didn't you see where I put it in the in the equation? It's G. Oh, you, you put it down for okay. I was just going to cover it first before we got into. Oh gosh, you, you put it in huge lettering on here too. <laughs> but the last one I had a cut, copy, paste. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking about that in in a little bit. Okay, you want right, to you want to tease so that, and we'll we'll get we'll to we'll it later. That. Preview. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's a good tease. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, um, so th- we have listener questions that we've been starting the show this way now for I don't know quite a while, and I think it's been fun. Uh, to get your questions, especially as, you know, a lot of people have been interacting on the Facebook page. So if that's something you want to do as a listener, if you want to ask us questions, if you want to interact with us, best way to do it is the Facebook group, which is, uh, what, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, yeah, it has an awesome name. I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> yeah, it does. The best name ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that other name was. I don't even remember what the original name it's was. Terrible. Now. Well. I thought we just called it Welcome Home Podcast Group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those, you know, I don't remember. (laughs) Even though that, what'd you say? The wait list is better. Yeah. (laughs) We need to do another wait list episode. We haven't done a wait list in a while. Yeah. I think the last time was like Christmas time. But anyway, so if you want to interact with us, do that on the on the group. But I, I, we had three different people ask uh, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, both Adam, uh, well, not both, but Adam, Julianne, and Kimberly all asked, what did you think of Hamilton? And I know you two weren't interested, so I'm guessing neither one of you watched it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it was very good. It was. I thought it uh, really lived up to the hype. The songs are very good, uh, really enjoyable. I will say, though, one of the things that I, I saw recently, and I don't know if anybody else saw this, but some guy uh, went and recreated the entire first act of Hamilton uh, with the Muppets, uh, like doing impressions of the Muppets, which is, is really funny because he, he actually modifies some of the songs to fit the Muppets and... It's it's really funny. The only problem is, and his impressions are very good. They're they're on point. In fact, I like this guy's Kermit better than the current Kermit. Like I wish this guy could just be Kermit because he sounds better than the current one. Um, but the problem is, he has Gonzo being 
Aaron Burr, which if you've seen the, the show, Aaron Burr's got a huge role in it. He's constantly, you know, singing in it. And his Gonzo impression is probably his weakest one. It's, it's very like high pitched and it's just a little off. So, but anyway, seek that out on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Uh, if you're a fan of Hamilton and, and also the Muppets. And uh, I haven't watched any of the other things on Disney Plus around it. I know there's a couple other, like there's a behind the scenes thing. But seriously, though, if you like the Muppets and you like Hamilton, go search on YouTube for this Muppets thing. Because literally, though, it's an hour. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. And I could only listen to like a half hour of it before I was like, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it was funny for a half hour. But I'm like, I don't know if I need to hear the, the Muppets doing this for a full over an hour. But it was it was still good and, and enjoyable and really funny. And it was neat how they how the the guy um you know changed it to to be kind of muppet oriented and and again his impressions were spot on he was doing some pretty good impressions I, the only bad one was like i said i thought gonzo wasn't very good and um oh gosh there was another one that wasn't great i think uh i think it was uh statler wasn't very good the, he, he was okay but anyway that's it <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it thank you for asking <laughs> well so did, sorry, did you actually answer the part about Hamilton? Because you kind of went into yeah. the whole Muppets thing right away. No, I did. No, I, I said I liked it. I thought it was <laughs> okay. good. I thought it lived up to the hype. I thought it was, you know, the songs are really good. Uh, I've been listening to the, you know, I've listened to the soundtrack quite a bit. Uh, you know, there's a couple songs that kind of stick with you from the show. Uh, I guess the only thing I would say about it that I didn't love is maybe the ending, which I'm not going to spoil for anybody, but I just, I felt like it was... A little anticlimactic. I feel like it kind of just kind of puttered out. But that's maybe just me. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it in person. I, I think there, there's a certain thing that you miss when you see something filmed like that instead of uh, like property. instead of yeah yeah. It, it, there's a certain something to be said for that. So um, yeah. So basically, uh, it, it was good though. I, I enjoyed it, and I do think that uh they did a great job with it honestly though because it, the, it's it's a there's a lot of things going on on stage right there's a lot of people running around and doing different things and i thought it was edited edited together very well I, I i did think that part was done well because it is a challenge right to present a a broadway show filmed i mean you don't even really see it all that often uh so i i would like I, to I see a, more stuff i had a lot of people comment that they were very happy with the angles like people yeah. that i know in you know schools and school theater and all that they you know teachers and stuff and they were super happy with the different angles that they might not have seen from a single seat yeah i will say that they because they showed some like overhead stuff like stuff that you would not be able to see in the crowd for sure you know yeah and some close-ups and stuff like uh what's his name uh jonathan groff at one point when he's singing like li they're literally so close on his face and he does one line and he spits like he, like a like a bunch of spit comes out of his mouth and you see it and i was like i'm sure he probably wasn't pleased with that uh, but um but yeah no it was it was good the camera the camera angles were great i thought it was filmed really well i thought it was edited really well i i, I liked it overall I, it was a you know but having not seen it in the theater i can't really compare it right so like i, I didn't get to see i tried to we you know when it came to town i tried to get tickets to it but we you know they did like a virtual queue and i was like eighty thousandth in line for it so needless to say i didn't get it uh but um 
but yeah, so it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was it was it was really cool. I, I one thing, I, you know, just to talk about Disney Plus a little bit more. One thing that just came on there, and Trevor, you might be interested in this. I don't know if Damon will be or not, but uh, they've been putting like the really old like um, World of Color and you know those Disneyland programs that were hosted by Walt back in the day. They've been putting those on mm-hmm. like slowly but surely, and they just put a new one on there that was a preview of the Disneyland opening, and. It was like it was right before it opened, and like it was a cool behind the scenes look at at Disneyland, like being built. And you're right, I I have I you're, I've watched a lot of those lead ups because he had a whole um he had a whole thing going where like he he basically was advertising the park before it was opened, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I definitely enjoy those shows, and I and I I love seeing that little glimpse of how history and I guess how it was back then. Cause yeah, it's, it's so different from, you know, us waiting for the next attraction to open up today or the, or yeah. the next land or whatever. <laughs> well, it is, and it's interesting too. And I, I guess I didn't realize all this, but they were showing them like building a lot of the stuff. Like they just built stuff themselves, which I know mm-hmm. sounds like a funny thing to say, but like nowadays Disney farms out all this stuff, right? They don't, they don't like build things themselves really. Like they literally just were using their like uh sound stages to build the boat, you know, to, to build, you know, the train carriages, like they were building all this stuff themselves. And I was like, that's crazy crazy to me that they were doing it themselves well because you know? disney was all in on it like he well, yeah. remortgaged his house to do it so i mean i think he did a lot of unorthodox things to get that park up and running it happen yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a pretty cool look at things i i, I will say I, I thought it was really interesting and i i think i've talked about this before too there's a couple other ones in there from you know this one was from 1955 there's a couple other ones that uh there that, like you said to the lead up of it they had a really cool one about like uh, a tomorrowland themed one about you know, going to mars that was like educating people about space flight it was really cool mm-hmm. uh very very interesting stuff but but this one was neat i think i told you guys about the other one that i watched too where they had like this like crazy parade did i tell you guys about about this like this old disney parade that was in this i don't remember if we talked about this or not (laughs) i don't remember it's like it's it's um it's i forget what it's called but it's like uh it's like disneyland in spring or something or or through the seasons that's what it is disneyland through the seasons and they have this old parade that was like from christmas and this parade was like ridiculous it was so cool like they had a whole bit where like goofy's goofy's driving his car and it like breaks down in the middle and he's trying to fix it and like shenanigans ensue like he almost gets caught on fire like literally there's flames that shoot at him like there's water shooting everywhere it was so cool i was like they should do more stuff like this and then they also had a thing too where (laughs) pluto comes up and like a bunch of dogs walking on their hind legs come walking out and they're just walking around the parade route and there's a dog walking another dog it was it was crazy (laughs) there i i can see so many reasons why they don't do well the dog walking the other dog yeah that part well, yeah, for sure <laughs> and, and um so i happened to be there when the maleficent float caught on fire oh yeah yeah do you remember that yes 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 yeah <laughs> Re- reasons why you shouldn't have you know you know un- or pyro effects combined with you know oh, actors yeah. going in the middle of like a parade setting, right? <laughs> you should watch this though, because I watched it. It was like, how did he not catch on fire? Because his like he, he gets almost engulfed in flames. I'm like, how does he not get caught, caught on fire in this? All but right. I'm I, I'm curious now. I'll I'll look at this after we're done. <laughs> you got to check it out. It's it's uh it's it's really neat. You got to watch it all the way through to get to that part. But they there's some really cool stuff in it. It's I think it's Disneyland through the seasons. I believe it's called. Right. It's on Disney Plus. So. I will anyway, sorry. 
<laughs> Damon, were anyway. you going to say something? I'm sorry. I think I think I, I was not. Okay, cool. I was taking a little break. Oh, okay. To chew some of your chewy ice that people are still confused about. <laughs> no, it was my chewy ice. I had to actually start putting some limitations in the house. I mean, dude, people in the house were using it like we're at a restaurant. You know, there's 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 seven. How dare people. they use it to cool their beverages? What do they think? <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. There's seven people in the house, and it was like there was never any left. And I'm like, well, how mm. much can you use? Every, I mean, people were filling up like full glasses with it. I mean, it's, it's a home machine. It's not a restaurant machine. So I had to start putting some limitations on it for people in the house. Like, you know, you get one or two a day maximum. You know, it's not a, Hey, go crazy every single time you need ice. Calm it down a little bit. It's all right. We we have some house rules around it now. Ice rationing is a thing. There's ice rationing. There had to, there had to be. You know, it's got a <laughs> reservoir on the side of it, the newer one. The old one never had a reservoir. I couldn't even imagine I would have just banned anyone from using it at that point. But even with this reservoir, like, I was filling it up three times a day. Like, no, no, that's too much. <laughs> that's, and the thing was, it's not, it's not super quiet, right? I mean, think about it. It's produces a lot of heat too, right? Oh, I mean, sure, yeah. okay, so it's in my kitchen. It's running 24/7 and I just had finally had enough with that. You just need to get like a commercial grade ice maker like they have in restaurants. I looked, they're like yeah. 3 grand. <laughs> that's, that's not on my list. I love that you looked. That that makes me Oh really yeah. Happy. But listen, because here's the thing, like if it was in like, you know, that $1500 range, I would consider it. I'd put it in the garage and, you know, I'd have a big ice scoop in it and that would be that. We'd keep it moving. But no, it's a little out of my price range. This is random, but I there was a um there's like a gymnastics place for kids called Monkey Joe's around here. I don't know if okay. you've had, you know if you have Monkey Joe's. One of them went out of business and they were doing an auction for all their stuff and there was an ice cream cart that they were auctioning off, like an ice cream cart, and it was only like 50 bucks and I was sitting to my wife I was like, "Can I get that ice cream cart?" She's like, "What are you going to use an ice cream cart for?" I'm like, I don't know, sell ice cream. Like it's $50. Look how cool it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have bought it. I'll right? Go. How cool would that be? 50, 50 bucks? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go around the park, sell some ice cream. <laughs> just around the neighborhood. Yeah, just walk around the neighborhood, right? Yeah. It's a good side business. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This this episode has gotten off weird so far. <laughs> well, let, let's go into the next section of weird, then. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? I don't so, understand. Kir- I, I, I like Kirsten's very directed question at you, Tom. <laughs> will you be getting the Skipper Funko Pop, and how quickly will you open it? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I feel like for some reason this ke- these things keep getting asked of me, right? I, maybe because of I guess because of the one Funko Pop that I own, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys giving me a hard time about it. Uh, the answer is probably not. As much as I like it, if you guys haven't seen the Skipper Funko Pop, I'm going to post a picture of it for this episode. But if you haven't seen it, it's awesome. It's really just, cool. It, it is cool, but I think I would have gotten the Skyliner one first, which I didn't get. Yeah, like I I don't have that much disposable Funko Pop income written into my budget. I, I'm the same, Damon. And, and like, I don't love the things. Like, I'm not a big collector of stuff, right? Well, you can't be when you open them. That's not well, there's, collecting. There's, there's that. Yeah, there's there's that. You're right. Uh, but I'm not a big, like, Funko Pop guy. I only bought the Figment one because I love Figment. Figment's, like, was a part of my childhood, and I, I absolutely love Figment. So it's the only reason I got that one. Now, I love the Jungle Cruise as well. But And that one is cool. Don't get me wrong. But... I don't know. It's just, I, I don't, like Damon said, I don't really yeah. have the budget for this. Unless you have a Funko Pop room, like, unless you're decorating with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard if you don't have, like, a shelf or something to put them on, right? Like, you, you need, 
you need somewhere to display these kinds of things. And they're they're not super cheap. No. no. I, I thought that I would be more inclined to get the cookie jar. See, I didn't like the I didn't love the cookie jar. I saw the cookie jar and I was like, I don't even know what this is but depicting it, on this cookie jar. But it's jar. a cookie jar. So well, that yeah. that's the the good thing about it. Like it serves a purpose. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't feel like I need a separate apparatus for my cookies. I feel like they do a good job in the container that they're in. <laughs> well, what container <laughs> you, is? You that? could have a fancy jar instead of a container. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the, what is the container that they're in previously. Probably yeah, a the, the container cookie. that they come in. You're talking about fresh baked cookies. Oh no, then I'm just talking you, about any cookies. Like oh. if I have cookies, you either got to put them in a Ziploc, right? So this is taking the place of wasting all the Ziplocs. Why, why don't you be a little bit more conscious of the environment, Tom? <laughs> I don't put them in a Ziploc. I just you know it's got the resealable. What are you doing with them? It's got the resealable lid on the the, the flap. You know that's for you, cookie you, novices. No, okay. what are you talking about? That's what? for cookie novices. <laughs> no, not at all. I keep. My oh, it definitely fresh. is because now they're already starting to get. You know, I, I don't they're know. They're already starting to go stale. bad. Stale. Because... They're starting to get stale. I yeah. mean, I, I, I right. You need disagree. to. You need to. You know, keep them from the environment, Tom. I got some. I got some double stuffed eel fudges in my in my pantry right now that you know are, are in still what? Fun. What are they in? Are they folded over with a clip? No, such a novice the, move. The top rips off, and then you. It's resealable, so it's resealed. <laughs> I'm not a novice cookie eater. That's I don't know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. This is. I'm just using the packaging given to me by the company. Good. Okay, then I, I'm not. Okay, fine. I'm just gonna say. You know, I can't get this thing because I already have a mystery machine cookie jar that. The, oh, that's probably cool. does a real good job at yeah. handling your cookie situation. <laughs> and and exactly. it, it was actually a wedding gift, so I'm oh, not nice. getting rid of it anytime soon. So <laughs> I don't, you know, I that, I just I just I, I don't personally want to have a cookie jar. I don't know, it's just not for me. But I, also that one I didn't really like. I, that one just looked meh to me. It just kind of I didn't even understand it. I, I thought it was nice, but it didn't. You know, something has to hit you the right way. Like, like yeah. you know, as we're we're talking through, you know, all these different Funkos and everything, it's kind of like how you said with Figment is like, you know, Figment had a big impact on you. It's not so much about the fact that it was a Funko, yeah, but as, as it was the Figment. That's, I guess, kind of the thing around all of these is that, you know, similarly for us is, you know, we go after certain things like Stitch and Haunted Mansion and things like that. I saw some st- Stitch yeah. roses. There's a box full of like mini stitches and roses, the color of stitch. They were like fabric roses. I don't know. Yeah. I saw it on one of the groups. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, I would so, get it, but it was cool. So, but that's exactly it, right? You know, that it's more that you're tied to a particular, like, if they IP, had a stitch right? slash alien cookie jar, like, yeah, oh, look, I would look like the seats that you sat in. <laughs> I would be on board with that. Or if they had a fun co pop of that. I'm in. Or, if, I mean, if they did a cool, like, Stitch and Angel in no, a not thing. Me. I would not. It's got to be those seats. The, 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 alien the, the destruction <laughs> seats. You know how much <laughs> fun I had seeing people? Does it have to have a little spritzer that lets out chili dog smell every once in a while, too? <laughs> no. What it has to have is, like, little people falling over the edges of the seat <laughs> running in terror. That's what it has to have. Didn't a little it? diorama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh no, I I listen, to your point, I I like the Funko Pops and I I probably would have bought the Skyliner one like you're talking about Damon. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. I like the Skyliner. That one was really neat. But I, and I do like the 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 um uh, Jungle Cruise one is cool yeah. too. There's but. a level of effort involved in ordering as well that I'm just not about. 
Like if, if these Funko Pops were on like a shelf and I was at the store, maybe, but like, I'm just not going through the effort, man. That's the other challenge right now too, right? I'm so lazy now. If it's not like on Amazon and on sale and like in my face, I mean, I guess these are, I guess I could add them. I don't know. But, and, and that's the problem with not, not being like, you know, when you see these things in the park, there is a certain amount of impulse too. Yes. Right. Definitely. So, you know, that's not really there, I guess, when you're just seeing them release these things and you're like, eh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't need it necessarily. <laughs> well, and I, like an idiot, you know, bought the, the figment one. And I think Damon, you actually pointed this out to me because I bought it on eBay because initially they said it was park exclusive and I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be there anytime soon. So I had bought it from, you know, somebody that probably bought way too many of them on eBay. But then later, like, a month or two later, then they were selling them on Shop Disney. And I was like, what the heck? And that's where I got mine. Yeah, that's where you got yours. And I was like, they said this was park exclusive. So, whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. I Tom's just bitter. Never Lim- again will he Limited buy a Funko time Pop. park exclusive. Does not mean that it won't come back ever. It just means it's a limited time in the park. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm bitter though, David. I am. I'm bitter about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm never going to buy a Funko again because of this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but to answer your question, if I did buy it, I'd open it immediately and uh, get all sorts of fingerprints all over it, take a picture and send it to Damon. He That's would lick it, it. Yep. and make make the, the boat sounds like it. <laughs> it would go in the tub. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> go in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I make a plane sound now. But <laughs> it, yeah, it would make sense for the Jungle Cruise, honestly. <laughs> I think I forgot to tell you guys that at some point that uh, my my daughter came running into my office and saw saw Figment and just grabbed him and ran away with him. And I was like, oh my god, Damon would have a heart attack. <laughs> Her okay. grimy little fingers all over. That him. would be a punishable offense in my house. <laughs> yep, she just grabbed it, and ran away. <laughs> well, see, if it was in the box, it wouldn't be a problem. She wouldn't be intrigued by it if it was in a box. You know, I don't even know where the box is. <laughs> That's just even worse. <laughs> I was just looking around this room. I'm sure it's somewhere in this room, but I don't know where. You know, you'd think I'd know, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Well, look at this. A real question. Do you guys yeah. want to answer a real question? Yeah, let's let, let's have this conversation because this yeah. is pure speculation. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we do like speculating on things. Uh, so Francisco, always good for a question. Francisco is a, a loyal listener of this program and, and uh, writes in often. Uh, how long do you think the point borrowing restrictions will remain for? This will definitely alter some reservation patterns. All Go of ahead, 2021. Yeah. De- I mean, definitely 2021. I would say the earliest I could see them giving or changing it or letting up on it is by September, but I can see them pushing all the way to the end of 2021. Yeah. I'm going to, there's just, there's, there's a lot to make up. Yeah. There, there's a, I mean, lot right. Like I'm, I'm going to eventually cancel that November trip. I mean, there's just a lot of people canceling trips. I mean, there's the pictures you see of the park. They're not full. They're right? like empty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they've looked empty. I think to the end of 2021, personally, maybe right before the Christmas season. We should say that the parks are empty on purpose, right? So like yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're meant to be empty. It's not that you know. I mean, it's not it, that it's, nobody's going. It's they're deliberately yeah. making it harder. <laughs> exactly, they're deliberately making it empty. So yeah, I, w- that, I will s- go ahead. Sorry, Damon. No, that's fine. That's 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 my opinion. That's what I'm thinking. The end of 2021. 
So I will say I did just book, uh, I, I decided to book a trip 11 months out just because I was worried of what next year was going to look like. I usually don't book 11 months out just because I don't typically like doing that. I, I like, you know, figuring out what date I'm going to do it and all that. But I booked 11 months out in June, uh, I guess the first week of June, and there was nothing but availability at my home resort. I mean, it was available every single day of that uh, of that month and the month before which I was a little surprised by. And I mean, I was getting a one bedroom. So those are the lowest, you know, those are the last ones to go typically. Uh, But Hmm. I don't know what studios were looking like, but I mean, there was just a ton of availability. I was a little surprised by that. June's tough. I mean, I feel like next year is going to be so difficult for me. I mean, it seemed like that would be a good time for like a meetup, but if I'm doing Disneyland, I don't think I'm doing world at the same year. This seems like a lot of money. I, I know for us, there's, we're probably looking at October next year. Like we're, we're just going to push it out a year. So, um, honestly, I, I would say too, like, I know Tom, you're saying it's, it's not busy that that's not even really busy season for DVC either. No, so yeah, it's true. I, a lot of kids are still in school. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'll be, you know, I'm going to be looking at rebooking my trip come, November for, for next October. So that's what we're doing. So that's yeah. the meetup is next October. I guess I'm in on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in on that too. Wait, hold on. Let me just think though. So my son will be a senior. Yeah. I'm still in on that then. I mean, we'll have just, and we'll have come back from Disneyland. So that'll yeah, be we'll, fun. And, and I would be not more going to parks though. Cause I'm going to be uh, broke. I'm, I'm more curious what their reservations are going to look like at that time. Because I, I think yeah. you're going to find that, you know, once, you get into like September, October, that's where you're going to find that the availability is going to get really hard next year. Trevor, are you going to be doing the same time frame that butts up against, you said, wait, you said October that butts up against some sort of, no, no holiday, right? Canadian you're not Thanksgiving. Do- yes. It's a, it's, it is a legitimate holiday. I didn't make it up. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. When, when is Canadian Thanksgiving? Uh, usually it's like the, the second Sunday of October. So I, I actually haven't looked at the dates yet, but we were planning to go right before Canadian Thanksgiving. As long as I can make um, the Halloween thing at Universal, I'm there. Yeah, it should I mean, be a problem. <laughs> I can make October happen. I, I we need we need to do a fan meetup. I know that there's yeah. there's some a lot of people want to come and meet up with Pent us. Up and that frustration. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 want to do that too. I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, we uh, you know, Damon and I have have had a meal together, but uh, we've never actually seen Trevor in person. I know that sounds crazy, especially to new listeners, but we we started this online. You know, uh, Trevor lives all the way across the country from us in a different country, um, so we haven't seen we haven't seen Trevor. Uh, we we've just really you know talked to him and and you know and whatever else we do. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, we want to do a meetup with listeners. Uh we know that there's a, a lot of people that want to do that. We've already talked to uh, some of our friends uh, uh, our sponsors that would might want to join us too, so you can even harass, you know, like Derek and people like that uh if you want to from a DVC resale market. So we're, we're going to do it at some point. It, it's going to happen and That and sounds like a good plan. Next October. I, yeah. Well, not next October. A not year the, from Yeah, not a year this, from this coming October. October, yeah. October 2021. Yeah, and, and I think you know that this is all assuming that things are better by then, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, oh my it, goodness, it's a lot not, of time. <laughs> it is. It's a while. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it if they're not. I know, yeah. but I, I mean, I I have to put that out there because that's yeah. I the thing is, it's it's even harder for me because 
even though I can cross the border, there is a lot of extra hoops to go through to do that. And yeah. it right now, it just doesn't make sense for us to cross the border at all. Like even coming up into October, it's not going to make sense. So hence we're pushing it a year out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll make that happen. I, I think, you know, just to answer your question, Francisco, I know we just went off on a tangent, but, uh, I, you know, I don't think anybody knows. I, I don't think uh, DVC knows either, right? I think they're going to monitor bookings and, and what the point situation looks like. And I think they're going to make a decision at that point, you know, whatever they think they need to. Uh, I, I think, you know, there's going to be some people that need to borrow points, but a lot of people also probably banked points this year, right? I know I banked points for my first time in my DVC history. I banked uh, quite a lot of points this year uh, to next year, which I... I I already did it, even though it's not the end of my, you know, it's not towards the end of my banking uh, deadline yet. But I, I just did it already because I'm just like, there's no way I'm going this year. There's, I don't have any more time that I can go. You know, there's no dates that will work for my schedule and my wife's schedule. So at this point, I might as well just bank them to next year and then I'll book my trip for next year. And I, I like I said to my wife, you know, we'll see what happens. We can book it now and then just cancel it. You know, if we, if we're not going to go, at least we have it. Uh, because, you know, if things do start to get better, I, I do see people starting to book next year, especially since it's the anniversary, right? So you're going to get a lot of people that are, are wanting to go next year and a lot of people that start booking next year, uh, once they feel like it's, you know, safe to do so. And, and so that'll be a, a strain on the, on the inventory. So for me, I would, I just wanted to get a reservation in there. And, you know, if I have to cancel it, I have to cancel it. It's not a big deal. And to, to reiterate that, I, I had a similar experience back in 2012. We had, we had set up a trip to Disneyland and we were going to stay at the Grand Californian. And, um, there was, um, there, there was some economic trouble at the time. And my wife and I were both, we were concerned that, you know, our jobs were in jeopardy. And thankfully, neither of us actually did lose our jobs, but we panicked about our trip because we were like, you know, just cancel everything. And then, um, when we did that, I, I wish that we hadn't can't, like that we had left the room because, you know, we could have rebooked the flights and stuff like that. But, um, because we canceled the room, we ended up, uh, by the time we decided that, you know, things were okay and we rebooked it, the only place that was available was Paradise Pier as far as Disney hotels. And now the, the thing is, is in Disneyland and anybody that's been there knows, you know, there's lots of hotels that are not Disney hotels right next to the property. So you can stay you know, at non Disney places. And I mean, price wise, they're, they're really good. And you're not, you're not really missing anything, but we, we had decided because, you know, we were going to stay at the grand California. We we're like, well, we still want to stay at a Disney hotel. And the only one that was available was the paradise pier. And I wish I'd actually stayed at one of the other hotels because paradise pier was my least favorite Disney hotel of all time. It was like the worst experience that I had. And it was just because the, the hotel is not, it, it wasn't actually built by Disney. It was built by another company and then Disney took it over. So, um, there, there's lots of issues with it that I'm not going to get into, but in, in terms of, you know, regrets around that trip, like it was a good trip, but I wish that I had not changed my booking because, you know, if, if I just left that room where it was, it wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't have been a problem. Same thing for DVC. Like you're saying, Tom, if you, if you have a booking, you, you can wait all the way up to like 30 days before that trip. I, and personally, like for, for, for us, you know, we canceled October because we like, we knew 
it's just not going to happen this year. Like it at this close to it. We're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But, you know, same thing as I'm going to book a trip next year. I'm just going to leave the, I'm going to leave that, that booking there because it, it doesn't hurt anything to do so. And, you know, I can pull out my points later and bank them or whatever if I need to, but you know, don't, don't do what I did and be subjected to that knee jerk reaction of panic. And, you know, I got to change this room or whatever, or, or the worry about, you know, what happens if I have to change it? It's honestly way easier with DVC even than, you know, like rebooking a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally true. Yeah. I, no, my big decision now is I got to figure out what I'm going to do with my annual passes, right? So if I if I really believe I'm going next year, it makes sense to renew my annual pass because it's going to be cheaper to do that than to uh, buy new tickets again. If we, you know, Even if we only go once next year, it'll be worth it for what the cost would be. Um, so, but I don't know, you know, cause we, we don't know if we're actually going to go next year or not. So it's kind of a, I'm in a weird spot here where I don't know if I should renew the annual pass or if I should just let it expire and then buy tickets at the time. But I also am thinking to myself, okay, well, I, I know their, their ticket sales are reopened now, right? So they could buy tickets, but what if they have to shut them down again? And then I, I do want to go and I can't go. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things I'm thinking about here, but it's, uh, that's the biggest thing for me is I, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my annual passes uh at this point because i i don't know if i should just let them expire or if i should renew them with the assumption that we're going next year no matter what so the other thing to factor in with the with the annual passes too is that my understanding is they have they have booking windows on them as well so you still yeah. have to yeah. you still have to get in and book your time like yeah you 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 stand a better chance of getting it but you're still kind of in the same boat where you know you may not be able to get exactly what you want for the time that you're going. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tricky. It's tough. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's, it's a tough decision to make. So, all right. So we got Dan here. Dan is also a frequent contributor. He wants to know what non Disney IP would you like to see at Disney parks? He wants, he's, he's saying something about NASA and SpaceX. So you want like a space type of thing, but I mean, I feel like they already have that with mission space, right? Do we need a it's, space 220 whenever that opens, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's there, but it's not like a proper, like it, well, I guess it's not educational the way that, you know, well, yeah. NASA would be. <laughs> Yeah, well, Mission Space has got the you know the, the the fake organization that they made up for that, right? Uh, yeah. Which I'm blanking on at the moment. Oh gosh, I'm sure, some Disney hardcore fans gonna be like, really? You don't know what the name of that is? You know, I've I've written it so many times and I can't even think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's I, this is a tough question. I don't I don't know what non Disney IP. It's hard because Disney owns like everything now, so <laughs> not everything. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, I know they I get, want a lot of things though. <laughs> uh, okay, what I what I would say is just I, I I'm glad that that Universal and Nintendo got together and did, and are doing Super Nintendo World, but I kind of wish that Disney did it instead of Universal. So right. I would have liked to have seen Disney's take on it on a Nintendo park. That's interesting. Yeah. Am I allowed to say Marvel? <laughs> Sony <laughs> Marvel I mean well cuz listen it's kind I mean it's Disney IP but it's not really for the for the for Disney World anyway they can't build anything Marvel in the parks except for a couple things here and there you know but I don't know I I can't really think of one right now hmm. I think we lost Damon 
And we put it <laughs> now I'm just, I'm so outraged by your discussion about having Disney do Nintendo and thinking it would be better. It would be uh, a land for two-year-olds is what it would be like. I, so I'm not no. saying it would be better. I'm just more curious to see their take on it. Is all. I think it would be a younger take than what I think Universal will do. So I, I'm quite happy that Universal is doing that. Um, I don't know. I mean, any video game company would be fine. I could <laughs> World of Warcraft would be really oh. cool. Why not, be, why not Square? I mean, they already have Kingdom Hearts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be interesting as well. Outside of that, I would do Jaws. I think Jaws would be interesting. I think you could figure out a way to kind of get Jaws in there. That would be kind of cool. Because, again, by, you know, we're talking... I don't know. I, I like that at Universal. That was that was that was a great thing. But I think that Disney could do it a lot better. But again, the problem is, is that if we do a Jaws thing, you know, what age is it for? That's that's the problem that I have with a lot of Disney and non Disney IPs. Disney handling is that, you know, it, it would be a plushy shark instead of yeah, the shark. <laughs> yeah, you know, I we're mean, not going to get something like the Mummy at Disney, which is really cool, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I guess it's a different thing, but I mean, I think. Disney is, I mean, they're building more thrill rides and more, I think they're building, it's you not, know. It's not, it's not necessarily the thrill ride. Again, you're just not going to get something like the mummy or Jaws. You're not going to get horror at Disney. We did with uh, uh, the extraterrestrial ride. I mean, that was there. Yeah, that but point. that was very it, short. It was a long lived. time ago. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that didn't that and that didn't uh, that didn't go so well. So no, it went awesome. It went well, it went awesome, awesome for a lot of people. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I I was on board with it, but yeah, it wasn't for everybody. This is the problem. I mean, have you ever gone on, on uh, "It's Tough to Be a Bug" and walked off after that, where you know, like half the half the theaters screaming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some horror there. <laughs> but. No, but that that's that's horror because there's like, you know, kids that shouldn't be in there and there. True. My sister, who goes on everything and does, you know, skydiving, is terrified of dinosaur. Like, absolutely terrified of that ride. She hates it. She refuses to ride it. Terrifies her. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, it's, I'm just saying, they got some scary stuff at Disney. It's just, you know, yeah. I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Is dinosaur scary though? I don't think it is. No. I mean, it, it, the the end part where the dinosaurs coming at you, as, you know, as you're going downhill, sure, that's a little bit, you know, startling, I guess, but it's not scary other I, than that, unless you don't like the aimless driving through the dark. I think Indy does it better. Well, it, yeah, that's that's I've heard. Yeah, because it, it is the same ride, and I've ridden both. And and again, somebody's gonna fight me for this, and I'm sorry, but Indy is better. Like it, it is actually like it has some scarier moments. Like there's a whole section in it where there's like skeletons in a chamber. Like yeah, it's. It, I mean, it, very much like the movies. You know, the the movies are kind of not for kids either. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, Disney does it. It's just yeah. It, I guess it it's hard to find that balance, right? I just, I mean, I, I don't, I think that I, I'm surprised that you, you're saying that, Damon, about Nintendo. I feel like Disney would have done a great job with Nintendo. I, I you no, know, they wouldn't have. They I think they would have done a great job with Harry Potter too if they had the. No, they wouldn't have. That, that's Why the whole not? point. That's the point I'm getting at. You know, the Harry Potter ride, the, especially the train ride, is definitely a little scary-ish. I mean, Gringotts is definitely scary. 
So no, they would have, they would have chumped out and they would have made it for kids and it would not have been the same ride. Now, that's not to say for Harry Potter that there's not a lot of different things that I think they could have made that would have just been different, right? I mean, but you have the dark arts, you have bad wizards. It's kind of like Snow White. I mean, that ride was scary. <laughs> right, that ride was scary. You went about it's scary. That ride scary was... adventure, right? It was yeah, scary right. in the title. And, and then it went away. So maybe old Disney, yes, it's not still new Disney. Not still new Disney. Because they would have had a cater down, right? Because what are you going to do? You spend all that money and then have two or three rides that kids aren't going to ride? Well, yeah, I, I guess the thing is, is they're like, yeah, some of those rides, it's, you know, some parents know not to take their kids on those rides, but then, I don't know, I... I just feel like there's always has to be this balance. Like we're getting Tron, but we're getting Ratatouille. Like we couldn't get like two Tron type rides. Right. So there's always this balance where I think universal, you know, if they want to put out, you know, two thrill rides at the same time, they'll do that. It's a different audience at the end of the day. There there definitely is some crossover, right? It's a Venn diagram, right? There's some big crossover in the middle, but there are then, you know, two separate audiences. Maybe maybe it's just my bias here of having a young child. I appreciate that they're building, you know, things like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Ratatouille, sure. things that I can go on but, with my daughter right now, you know? But think about it, right? So the kids that are that young, while they may be playing some video games, they're probably more watching cartoons than playing video games. Yeah. So I'd rather see high all high thrill Nintendo rides personally. Than see, um, you know, a, a Navi River, you know, ride with um, Metro. I mean, what's it? You know what I mean? Metroid. Like, yeah, Metroid, like something like that. Like, I'd rather see. That, that would actually make me really that'd be kind of cool, though. If well, no, no, that would make me upset if they didn't do a proper Metroid ride. If they ever did do a Metroid ride, because that wouldn't. Yeah, sorry. I mean, the, you hit the only button. thing I guess. I mean, <laughs> you, you could get Mario Kart as probably the only ride, but then then again, I feel like Mario Kart should be a super high thrill ride, and that's where I think it would be a problem at Disney. Well, but I don't. That's what I was just going to say. Like the the, I think there's only two rides in Nintendo Land, right? And I don't think either one of them is like in a a more adult oriented ride, right? The, the the Mario Kart ride, I don't think it's. I think it's like a simulator kind of thing, isn't it? No, there's a, an actual coaster. Oh, it's a coaster. I thought yeah. you were going to be like you know going around and like shooting. I thought you were going to like play Mario Kart. No, um, so the the one that's opening up in. Uh, Tokyo doesn't have the the ride that you're thinking of, or the okay. the Mario Kart ro- roller coaster. The one in Universal will have it in a couple of years. So, so that I guess that's the thing is you know what you're seeing right now because they're they're really pushing the opening of Tokyo. The Tokyo one is going to be a little more limited than what Universal is going to get, but they're still a few years out on that. Yeah, because I, I, everything I've seen, I thought it was just going to kind of be like a dark ride kind of situation. No, there there is there is a Yoshi dark ride, I believe it is, okay. and then there's a Mario Kart roller coaster. All right, yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> is it going to be like a roller coaster? Or is it going to be like test track? Like, I, you know, where it's... again, I I don't know what the full. I, I haven't yeah. seen any of the the designs on it yet because it's still a few years out. Yeah. Okay. 
we should probably do the ad, shouldn't we? Because we, we we and we barely gotten through our rundown at all. Because we've been going on tangents. <laughs> yeah, we have been. Well, that's why people like to listen to us, right? DVC Resale Market. These are our friends, guys. Uh, DVC Resale Market. You hear us talk about them a lot. Uh, so DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days and nearly 3,000 contracts sold alone in uh, 2019. Uh, so go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1 844 DVC Pros. That's 1 844 382 7767. Of course, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Uh, that's very important uh, that you let them know that you heard about them from Welcome Home. We've heard from so many listeners that they heard about uh, DVC Resale Market on this show and then subsequently went and bought a resale contract. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, let them know, let us know. Uh, we really want to want to hear when you uh, work with them because they are really the best and uh, they're the best in, in the uh, resale industry. So work with them. Uh, again, dvcresellmarket.com or 1-844-DVC-PROS. All right. Damon, you want to talk about masks again. You want to get back in the mask conversation. Yeah. There's still other things to talk about before that. I was going to skip that, but if you want, <laughs> well, do you want to I, talk I, about that? I, well, I want to talk about how realistic it is to work remotely from Saratoga Springs pool area. Yeah. I think Asking it, for I think a friend, could, Michelle. Yeah. Says. I think you could do it. The problem is it's so sunny there that it makes it maybe a little hard to totally go full on PC all day. That's the only part I would say that I'd be a little bit worried about. I don't know if I could do it all day. It gets hot there. It gets yeah, hot there. Laptop would get really hot on your lap. Like that do you not have umbrellas or trees or anything you can go sit under? I mean, in the pool area? Probably not. I mean, I, mean, I yeah. guess off to the side with an umbrella, maybe. I mean, I can work anywhere. So, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. But hmm, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like, I would send my kids to the pool. And just be like, all right, well, I'll meet you there after I'm done working, maybe. I would think you'd, the bigger problem would be the Wi-Fi reception at the pool. Uh, mm, also, being, you know. I've ahead, never sorry. had Wi-Fi issues. No, I haven't either. Property. Yeah, their, their Wi-Fi is pretty solid. I, I'm just saying at the pool. I've never tried at the pool because usually. I've used my phone, so I think you'd be safe at the pool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it sounds pretty feasible if you don't, you know, you don't mind sitting in the sun. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's—I don't think it's unrealistic as long as you don't have your laptop on your lap. I think that would just get really warm and uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a little, who uses their laptop it? on their lap? I mean, I, I get it's in the name, but I don't think my laptop has been on my lap. No, in I, years, I always have I mean, it on a table or on a tray. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that. It's fair. Just saying, if you can't find a table or something, you know. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk, let's talk about let's talk about your new mass recommendations now. Well, again, I'm going to I'm going to have two that I've already spoke about a little bit, but I know that people are asking about masks and I've bought probably at least now 30 different kinds of masks. I just uh, I'm kind of having a fun time figuring out which ones I like better. So anyway, the level wear that I spoke about last time are still up on top of the list. They are super easy in terms of shipping. They come quickly and that's a big thing these days is making sure that they come quickly. They have the adjustable ear straps and all that good stuff. I enjoy those, but I've had some people, including people in my family that have said they're maybe a little bit 
big and they aren't one size. So Stark's vacuum also sells masks and some of the family members have used them. Now I like them a lot as well. They do fit a little bit of a smaller face. They do not have the adjustable bands, but again, right. I mean, you could make them adjustable with some sort of, you know, beads or something like that. But that being said, they're probably my number two. The problem with them right now is that they are weeks out. So you have to, I ordered six more of them for myself, but they've already sent me a message that they're delayed. So they're going to be a few weeks. Now, what's interesting is, is that this last batch that I ordered, usually I order three different brands at once and then kind of figure out what I want to do from there is smart pro mask. And they came relatively quickly And I have to say that I like them probably just as much as the Starks vacuum ones in terms of face size and anti-fog for the glasses and all that good stuff. So that's definitely another brand to look at. And I felt like they came rather quickly. So that was my update. And that's all I just want to make sure I was updating everybody. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you have like websites or anything for these or? I mean, yeah. Google.com. (laughs) Google.com. So just an FYI too, for anyone that's listening. So I did order the level wear masks as well. And I, I, you know, I agree, Damon, they're very comfortable and I like them a lot. Um, they do have a Canadian storefront and same thing as, you know, I got, I got my masks with inside of four days of buying them. Those other two that you mentioned, unfortunately they don't seem to ship to Canada. So gotcha. I, I think level wear is actually I I got I when I bought it it came from Canada I think they're I think they're made in Canada oh are they based out of they they're probably out of Toronto or something like that then yeah that's what it seemed like I because I I was looking at my bank account and I had like a foreign uh, point of sale uh, fee and I was like what is that from and then, <laughs> and I realized it was from level wear and then I looked up level wear and it was it was it was Canadian so I was like oh okay cool <laughs> all right. At least it wasn't anything uh, fraudulent. That's that's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good update. I have the level wear ones as well. I, I like them too. It was a good recommendation. Well, why don't you tell everyone your fun story, Tom? About about wearing it upside down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was out and about yesterday and I was wearing it and I, I was like, wow, this is really comfortable. And then I uh, it started like it kept creeping up towards my eyes. Like it kept getting higher and higher on my face and I kept having to pull it down which was annoying me. And I was like, okay, these are great, but it's kind of annoying me. And then I realized I took it off just to readjust it. Uh, once I got in the car and, uh, realized that it had been upside down the entire time. So well, did you think the nose spot was like to protect a little mini beard down there? <laughs> I mean, but the, the nose spots are, you know, I don't know. I just, it was a chin protector. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, it just, I mean, if you're in a hurry, I can see Cause most masks are just flat across the top, right? Like yeah. it, it you usually don't have the little bump where the nose goes. Yeah. yeah. Did you get? Did you get like the super hardcore one, or did you get like the regular one? Because there's I have level three. I got the three as well. Okay, is that? I don't remember which one that is. Is that like the it's top the gray level one? one? The gray okay. one with the cool colors on it. I think yeah, I you, got the the one below that. For you can shove the filters in it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You can shove the filters in the other one. Yeah. Too. So the the level three, it's just the amount. So the level two is two layers, right? And the level three is three layers. I just happen to like the look of the level three as well. My kids find it cool, so. And I'll take an extra layer, so that's why we went with those. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this new DVC resort at uh, at Disneyland. Isn't this exciting? It's funny because you would think that since I'm going to Disneyland, I'd be interested. But since I know I'll never stay here, I'm again not really all that interested. 
<laughs> Why do you say you'll never stay here, though? I mean, cause, I just cause don't see four how, years down the road, at least. Or? Well, I mean, I don't see how it's got to be expensive if you're paying cash, right? Is there even cash places there? Or is it all DVC? I'm going to leave that question to Trevor. Well, there's always going to be some cash, right? So there's always going to be. A yeah. Cash and I just feel like it's going to be so expensive. And why probably, would I ever yeah. buy DVC there? So, so this building is going to be attached to the Disneyland hotel. So the prices that you're seeing for the Disneyland hotel right now are, I mean, it, it'll basically, it's just another tower that they're adding on to the existing hotel. So, I mean, price wise, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's a Disney hotel paying cash for it. You're, you're going to be paying more than you would, you know, staying at, uh, like the Howard Johnson or one of those other hotels on, uh, Harbor or no, is it Harbor? You can say the Howard Johnson. Yeah. There's a Howard Johnson across the street. There's a bunch of hotels there. There's a bunch of good neighbor hotels. I just used that one because it's a big one. And the first, is one it four star? I don't know. I've never actually stayed there. <laughs> I, I've been like, because again, like when you guys talk about things that don't necessarily interest me so much, I kind of started looking at hotels and, um, I was like the Hilton Anaheim might be up my, up my alley, Anaheim Marriott. If you look at the, uh, the partner hotels, the, they base or Disney has them all listed out that, oh, there's the Howard Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so so back to this new one that they're building. So keep in mind that this they they've submitted the proposal to the Anaheim City Council, and I believe this. So the day that this podcast is coming out is when they're supposed to be reviewing that. So hopefully it goes through. Hopefully they don't, you know, stop it again. Um, the the thing that I find interesting is that they um, they say it's going to bring about three hundred and fifty villas to the Disneyland hotel and uh, a good chunk of those are going to be studios, which that's really going to shake things up because right now there's not a lot of studios there in the grand Californian. And now you're actually going to have, I mean, a decent 53 out of the three fifty. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's, that's a, a decent chunk of, of studios that, you know, I, I guess the, the hope is, is that, you know, right now it's pretty much, you know, non-existent to be able to get uh, a studio at the grand Californian. I'm hoping that this gives a little more opportunity for um, families, you know, such as my, my family, you know, we, we're not big enough to justify a one bedroom. Like I would rather stay in a studio, but um, I'm hoping that this means that we'll have an opportunity to actually stay at DVC in Disneyland when this comes around. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was just saying to my wife, you know, once this, once this resort opens, cause we want to take a Disneyland trip at some point as well. And I almost want to wait for this to open. Uh, plus, you know, just for my, my kid to get a little older and, you know, if we have a second kid for that kid to get a little older too, so we can take a cross country trip and not have it be uh you know, a little crazy, but uh, this, it looks really nice. And I, I think it would be nice to stay in a DVC resort out there. And I, and I think we talked about this before. I, I don't see any chance of this one getting canceled, no matter how much money Disney's losing, because this is, uh, there's a huge demand for this. I mean, there's a huge demand for more DVC rooms at Disneyland. And, and I think this is going to, this resort's going to sell like hotcakes. I mean, it's going to sell like crazy oh, once totally. it actually comes open. Yeah. And, and I'll admit we, I, my wife and I have already been talking about it and, you know, I, I feel that, you know, we could get a, not a, like a, a fairly small contract there. 
And with the thought being, we could actually start alternating which coast we go to every year. So, you know, one year we go to California, one year we go to Florida, and that would actually result in us having a, a surplus of points to play with. So, yeah. yeah. It's a good idea. That's a good idea. I, it looks. I mean, like you said, I think the most striking thing about this is the, is the room inventory, which is uh, three hundred fifty rooms, two hundred fifty three of which will be deluxe studios. Thirty eight of them will be the two person tower studios, like we saw at uh, Riviera. They uh, they obviously think that's a uh, uh, you know a popular option. I I do too. I think it was a smart thing that they did. And then eighteen two bedrooms, twenty uh, two bedroom. Uh, wait, eight. I'm sorry, eighteen two bedroom lock offs. 20 uh, dedicated two bedrooms, 19 one bedrooms and two grand villas. So, so that's uh, pretty interesting. They have some cool uh, art out there too, that I'll post along with the podcast, but some really interesting stuff. Uh, they have like a really cool interactive water feature where you can like paint Mickey almost. I, I don't even know how to describe it, although it's just a picture. So I don't really know how it's going to work, but it makes it look like you have like colored, like water cannons and you paint Mickey in a pool or something. That's kind of yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, like it, yeah, where you point the can and kind of make. Or I, I think the idea is, yeah, you've got the different cannons pointing at it, and if everybody works together, you'll get, you know, a it's a paint Mickey. Uh, yeah, a full thing of Mickey. What I, what I equate it to? Have you have you been on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Every trip we've gone on it. Okay, so a bunch of times. Um, in, in the or I guess better question: Have you done standby or fast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like the little gem. Uh, oh, I yeah. know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. There, there's that one spot in the in the standby queue where if everybody spins the barrels at the same time, yeah, you get, um, you know, you, you'll see the individual dwarves, but then you'll get, you know, Snow White dancing in the middle. Um, I, I, I feel like it, this is the similar kind of thing. Is that you know, people or you know, kids will play with it, and you know, hopefully, it rewards you if if the kids work together. But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice add-on to uh to the Disney Resort and and also that the fact that they're going to have a separate pool for this tower but that's my understanding is that that it's going to have its own uh, pool away from the main pool kind of similar to um like they do that at the Polynesian as well as there's uh, there's the main pool and then over by the DVC um buildings there's a there's a second pool that is for DVC so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like that, right? Like, it, even though it's still part of the the main hotel, it, it kind of has its own space still. Yeah, it's like that at uh, Wilderness Lodge, you know, Copper right. Creek. And then Copper Creek has got its own little pool over there, but then you have the big pool too. So, yeah, that's that. It looks nice. It looks really nice to me. I, I, I'm glad that they're they're changing kind of. I don't want to say changing their strategy, but they obviously realize that studios are extraordinarily popular and, you know, often in, in high demand and, and very difficult to get. So, uh, it, it's a nice thing that they've listened to that feedback and, and realized that and they're starting to build more studios as opposed to the bigger rooms. Um, but, you know, the other thing about this too is that this has gotten the stamp of approval from the planning and building department in Anaheim too, which is like the first step they need to take. But obviously the problem that they've had in the past is, is with the town council, right? So, or the city council. So, uh, that'll be the real test is whether the city council, uh, says yes to it or not. So, yeah. And, and yeah, I hope so. And I, I guess the other thing to think about too is, you know, even like I know Damon, you were saying that this doesn't really apply to you, but, the the thing that does apply is that because there is now a whole bunch more studios opening up on the West coast, you'll probably have people like myself that will be considering not going, 
or, you know, possibly trying to book those studios instead of, you know, a something in Florida. So I, I think all around it's good for just the general, like, like the, there is this perception people have of, you know, I could never find a studio. And I know, Damon, you say, you know, you've never had that issue, but no, I, I don't necessarily know if it's that. I just think that there's so many people. I mean, the, the number of people that may go somewhere different than Florida is so minuscule. I don't think it impacts anything really. But, but I think it, I think this is enough that some people that may consider it. So how many people are we talking? Well, I mean, if there's 200 studios, you know, that. Okay. So even we give four people in each, right? So eight, 800 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that number is minuscule. It doesn't, I don't think that affects too much. Well, there's. This is from straight numbers. There's around 200 and something studios at, uh, the Polynesian. So, I mean, the, the, the amount of rooms that this has is about the same as staying at the Polynesian resort, which is, sure. you know, basically, you know, you're adding a whole other resort into the mix. And even though it's on another coast, it will still help diffuse, you know, people booking up availability at other resorts. I don't think okay. it's a- I'm going to disagree with that, but sure. I, I could understand your line of reasoning. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Logical. <laughs> All right, so so that's cool. Um, I I anything else you guys wanted to say about that before we move on? Nope i I just want to see it actually get approved. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll find out soon, right? We'll we'll post on the Facebook page if it does get approved. I'm sure it'll be uh, big news in the in the DVC world. Yeah. And this other thing I put on here, I didn't see this on any like website or anything. I got an email from DVC. I don't know if you guys did, and I actually read it, which I typically don't. Uh, but I scrolled down and I saw that you can now request direct points uh, through DVC, the DVC member site, which I thought was interesting. That's kind of so cool. Clicked, instead of calling, you mean? Yeah, as, but that's exactly what it is, right? So you, you, I clicked on it just as, out of curiosity to see, Tom and it just takes contract? you to the DVC member. What's that? <laughs> you buying another contract? No, no, <laughs> no please, no. Uh, but it took me to the DVC member site, and all you really do is you pick your resort and your use year, and you hit request. And my guess is they call you after that. So really, it's just if you don't want to make the effort to call them, <laughs> it's just now, you do it online, and then they still call you. Now, okay, so so this isn't like the the twenty four points you can buy. No. This is like, I want a contract. From- I want a new contract. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you want to buy a new contract, you can go and request, and I guess they'll find you one and then call you. I guess that's the idea. I mean, I guess it makes it a little bit easier up front because then they're going to find it for you and you get added to, like, whatever list, and then they'll call you when your request is available. So, well, actually, I guess based on our previous conversation about that new tower, I'll, I, May have to go look at that because I may be buying points direct here at uh, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you're going to have to, right? So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there won't be. Although I saw a resale contract uh, through DVC Resale Market for Riviera. That was I, I, not the first one I've seen, but I just saw one, and I was I was surprised to see a Riviera already. I, I was also surprised by the price. It was actually a little bit higher than I thought it would be. Hmm. It's like it was it was like 160 points at like 145 a point. Which I, I thought was um, higher than I thought it would be, honestly. <laughs> it's not bad. No. But, I mean, they, DVC Resale Market makes it pretty clear you can only use those points at the Riviera. So, you know. But, I, I, I you know, there was a lot of people talking about how their resale value might be affected uh, by the fact that 
uh, that resort, you know, was so restricted, but you know, 145 a point, it was a stripped contract too. There were, weren't points in for like two years or maybe until 2022, I think. Uh, so, and, and even then it was only like half the points. So they really got their use out of it and now they're, they're turning it over. But I, I was, I was surprised by the price. Hmm. All right. Let's, let's talk, let's talk about, uh, all the stuff that came out about this. We, we posted about this on Facebook, but. Uh, essentially, Disney came out and said that the Spaceship Earth uh, refurbishment and the Mary Poppins ride that had been announced, uh, they, they were removed from that Epcot experience thing, uh, you know, that, that they had at Epcot. And uh, essentially, they're post- they, they said they're postponing development on the Mary Poppins uh, attraction as well as Spaceship Earth. So uh, that's not going to happen right now. It's not canceled. They're just saying they're postponing development. So, right, they're, you know, sometime in the future. Now, I could see the Mary Poppins thing getting fully canceled because that's just a new thing they were going to build. But I, I see them coming back to the Spaceship Earth refurbishment, you know? Oh, it yeah. seems like because it has to get done, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely just a it's a delay at this point. But yeah, the the Mary Poppins stuff, I would say, I, I would think by the time they get around to looking at it again, they may have a different vision in mind, or they may do something entirely different. So I, I wouldn't bet on the Mary Poppins thing. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh I would bet that yeah that may not come to see reality any in any way that we thought it would. And yeah, I guess this is the thing that kind of sucks right now is you know they they they're in the middle of ripping everything up at Epcot and now everything is on delay or you know postponed. So obviously you know yeah. they're, they're cutting they're cutting things like the Spaceship Earth reefer because they they know they can't have it down for that extended of a period of time right now. But then further to that is basically all of future world is going to be torn up for quite some time. Like it's, it's not coming back together anytime soon, which is sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's definitely sad. I, I, I think the other thing that's in here too, is the, the festival center, uh, that, that they were going to build, which was one of the coolest things I think they presented. I don't know if you guys remember that design, but it was like a multi-level, like super futuristic looking thing with like plants and they were going to have all sorts of festival stuff there. They're, they're saying now that they're going to, uh, do, do something different. They're going to rework it a little bit, which, which to me sounds like they're going to do it cheaper and not as cool. Uh, <laughs> right. It's, it's going to be Innoventions 2.0. What's that? It's going to be Innoventions 2.0. Just- <laughs> well, this was just supposed to be a spot for like live events and festivals, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm assuming it was going to be a great place to watch the new fireworks show, which we haven't even heard anything about that at all, right? We don't know even because there's no fireworks shows right now, so I-, I don't know. I mean, they are working on that area, and they're working on the that whole center spot still, but it seems like they're going to do something different, and they you know don't really know. And truthfully, we didn't even really know what was going on with the Mary Poppins thing, right? They did they didn't really announce what that ride was going to be. They just kind of said they were making a Mary Poppins section, but they didn't really say what it was going to be, you know? Yeah. I, f- I figured it was just going to be an add on to the, uh, the England pavilion, but well, that's what it seemed like, but then like, they say, you know, there's supposed to be a ride there. So, Oh, right. I, sorry. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, they never said what it was going to be. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I guess Are you guys bummed about this. I mean, I, I, I am. You know. I mean, I, I, I don't ever want to see them have to stop this stuff, but I know that this has happened before and that, you know, 
whenever there's downturns or major world events like this, it, you know, the, the projects that they're doing do suffer. And I guess I'm mentally preparing myself for the fact that the, they're going to finish off a, a couple of the ones that they have right now, but I think there's going to be, I think we've honestly been kind of spoiled here for the last probably four or five years where it's like, there's just been new thing after new thing. Like that they've been pretty consistent with developing new stuff. And I think we're going to go into a a phase here of just, you know, the parks are going to be the way the parks are for a while. And, and I know, you know, some people are happy about that, but I, I don't want them to stay the same, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least we know, like, you know, the Ratatouille ride's going to get done. Tron's going to get done. Um, what's the other one that they're working on right now that I'm blanking on? Oh my gosh. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to get done. Like those things yeah, are too far along at this point for them to shut them down. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like they're, 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 yeah, way too far along. So they'll, they'll finish those up, but then you're not going to see anything new start for quite some time. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and that stinks, but, you know, it is what it is and they'll, they'll get back on their feet and they'll start doing stuff again. But at least there's some projects. At least we're going to have some new things, right? Those yep. new things are going to get done and we're going to have several new attractions over the next year or so here. So that'll be good. But to your point, yeah, it, it really does stink right now because they have made so many cuts and there's so many things that they don't, uh, they're not going to finish doing or so many concepts that they're not going to, uh, continue with because I mean, they can't, they, they had to, they have to cut their budget. I mean, they're like, you know, any other business right now. And, and they're particularly, Disney's particularly hard hit by what's going on because, you know, there's no, no movie theaters are open. Uh, the cruise industry shut down. Like Disney's getting hit from every single angle pretty much, which uh, makes it difficult. So, yeah. And Damon, you don't care about any of this at all? Do we put you to sleep? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. You don't get, I, I mean, listen, I, I love I love Spaceship Earth and I, I do want it to get updated, but I don't care I, if it gets updated. I'm I'm Mr. Nostalgia. Why do I care? If it gets updated? Yeah. Well you, you so you're saying you don't want it to get updated then? I, I don't care. Okay. But you, you isn't your general opinion you want everything to stay the same? Like <laughs> I mean, generally, yeah. I would so but I don't care enough about spaceship earth in general to care like that's not a ride that i'm like oh spaceship earth gotcha gotcha uh so the other thing we have here too so finally for this is completely uh you know after we've talked about this for what years now stitch's great escape is done we knew that thank you i mean bs it is would you say damon some bs is what that is (laughs) (laughs) no they they ripped the band-aid off it's you know they stopped going back and forth and they've just finally killed it. <laughs> there's, there's been a couple, this is not surprising to me because there's been, I, I watched a YouTube video of somebody that like snuck behind the scenes there and they've, they've already torn out pretty much all of it. Like it's already destroyed, destroyed. So this is nothing like they weren't going to reopen it. <laughs> you know, A lot of it is done for already. Maybe they were just getting new chairs. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the more surprising one to me is well, not Primeval World is no, not surprising. This is to not me. surprising no. either, really. No. I mean I it, liked it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it was, was weird. It just it, it was fine for a ride, but I just it didn't fit. Like a dinosaur carnival? I mean that's what we were talking about. Like, really? I don't know. Well it 
I like that area. I know I'm in the minority on that, but the thing is, is that it, it is explained through the theming, but it's not clearly explained through the theming. Like it, it, it it's next to dinosaur, which is a real dinosaur ride, uh-huh. and then you have a dinosaur carnival. Yep. Which I live. You, you, you can't explain that away. Sure, I, I can. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what sort of explanation you have, but I, I'm I, not buying it. I so there is a place near me drumheller alberta they have it's one of the biggest dinosaur dig sites (laughs) and they uh um this it there's a proper museum there and they do like all kinds of research and everything but in the surrounding area people have set up all kinds of little road stop or roadside attractions to get tourists coming through to go to the tyrell so it's it's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's, you know, the, the, there's like the main, the main research center and then people on the side kind of trying to, I guess, capitalize on it. But the, the thing is, is Disney doesn't, they do a good job of explaining it, but it's not, it's not necessarily obvious. <laughs> Even with the explanation, I just don't find it fitting. And, and I wasn't, like I said, that ride, I could give or take. So, I mean, it was fine. I'm glad I wrote it, but whatever. Yeah, like I said, I, I guess for me, you know, it does. But wasn't it broken? Wasn't that the problem? Well, uh, one of the tracks had been down for a while. I don't know what the final nail in the coffin was for it. They, for a long time, though, they were running on just um, the one side was open. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of a it's a weird coaster, too. And I know a lot of people you know, don't like it because it spins and all that. So, I mean, I, I I think. Right. This, this, this is one of those things that kind of falls into this whole, well, when you make a ride, that's a little bit rougher, not everyone likes it. And then it doesn't necessarily get the same sort of chance as some other stuff at Disney per se for me. That's like, that's when we talk about the, you know, what would happen if Disney had, Nintendo. I feel like this is a prime example. Like it would just go away. I, I I agree with you, but I actually think that the, the motivation for why it didn't work is different because it's, it's not that it was too intense. It was probably more that, you know, the kids enjoyed it, but there's a lot of, or I know at least like when I was a kid, my dad did not want to do anything to do with a spinning ride. And well, I think yeah, you have that spin, (laughs) but I also think that the other problem was, you know, people would complain about, back and neck issues with that ride as well. So if you were already predispositioned, that was a little rough from my understanding. True. And, and I see the same complaints about space mountain, space mountain, the Matterhorn, (laughs) but they're still there. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it sucks. It it sucks that they do have to like kill these rides. I guess the third one. So, so there was Stitch's Great Escape, Rivers of mm. Light, and Primeval World. So Rivers of Light, I, I didn't care. Like I, I, I guess. I, what, what, Rivers of Light is what the show that was. Yeah, the, it, what, it, the show at um, what's it called? Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it's the night. It was the nighttime show at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I saw it once. See, we, we never even, we, we saw it as we were walking out of the park one evening and I just, it didn't seem interesting enough to me, I guess, is the thing. Like, and I guess that's a shame is that it just, 
I feel they had good intentions with it, and it just really missed whatever mark they were going for. So, so I'm sad about this. I, I liked Rivers of Light. I, I thought it was a beautiful show. It was really well done. There was some cool things in it, but I. I, I know it's an oddly polarizing show, which is why I put a poll on the group. And you, you notice the poll turned out almost 50-50 of people that were sad that it's gone and people that are like, okay, bye-bye, you know, whatever, don't care. You know, like, put something else new in there. And I'm I was I'm not surprised by that because I know there are a lot of people that loved it because it was, you know, it was a very beautiful show. The music was really nice. But it was also like there's no fireworks, there's no explosions, there were no characters up until they did the recent change where they threw in some Lion King stuff in there. But before that, there were really no IP. There was no IP. It was just a completely, you know, just about animals. And so some people don't like that. You know, some people want uh, to have the IP in there and they want explosions. They want, you know, things blowing up. They want fire, you know, and that it just didn't have that. It was very a very chill show. And I thought it very much matched... Uh, animal kingdom but i understand why a lot of people were not into it I, but I, I i do think it's you know kind of sad you know it, fair fair point tom i'll just say i don't it wasn't a matter of lack of explosions or anything for me that that made me not interested in it i think it was just more how like everything i saw and how it was presented it just didn't yeah it just wasn't interesting. Like, like the, like the, the description of the show. And I guess the way that I, you know, I saw the marketing around it. And like I said, we, we saw it as we were walking out because you can kind of see down to the, the, where the, the lagoon is that they do it. And I, I kind of looked at it and, and it just didn't, it didn't catch my eye enough. It wasn't like, it wasn't even on the same level as, um, like I, I'll be the first to admit, I do not like the daytime parades at all, and you're you're probably gonna smack me for that, Tom. But <laughs> wait, even you don't you don't even like uh 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 what the heck is the name of the, that show? Festival Fantasy? No, I don't. I I've like they just don't do anything for me, and and that's kind of where Rivers of Light was. Is that I I kind of like I I stop and I, I look at them and I go, oh cool, and then it's like okay you know, where else are we going? Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. So I get I, it. I, I see where people aren't feeling it with rivers of light. And I feel it just didn't hit that mark. Right. So I, I get it. I, and I'm not disparaging anybody that didn't like it and saying, you know, you only like Michael Bay movies or whatever, you know, you just <laughs> need explosions, you know, and I, I get it, but like, <laughs> I, it's just different from all of the other Disney nighttime shows. Right. Because the rest of them are predicated on, you know, like I said, fire and explosions yeah. and, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that, right? And it just this didn't have any of that for the for obvious reasons. There's animals in the park and you can't scare animals every night with fireworks. Like you got to, you know, animals are sensitive and you, and you don't want to have those kinds of things. So I, I get it, but it's, you know, I, I really liked it as a show. I, I, I understand why a lot of people didn't, though. And, and but, I, you know, there to be fair, there were rumors that they were going to put out a new show, that this was going to end next year anyway. So... There was, there was some talk about that anyway, that the show was already going to end and that, uh, they're just ending it early because there's no nighttime shows at this point. So, which would make sense. Mm -hmm. Assuming that they put another nighttime show there, which I feel like they have to because, I mean, they, they built a whole stadium around that. So they got to really, they got to do something there, right? Do they though? I mean, they can't just leave a stadium there. 
Oh. It's pretty, it's pretty like, it's not like the Fantasmic one where you gotta walk a million miles just to get like to some weird place all the way in the back of the park. This is like very visible. Like if you just walk by, you know, Everest and, and finding Nemo over there, you're, you can't miss it, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, counterpoint, they left an entire water park. That's true, but no one could see that really. It was just, it was, it was, it was right off of Wilderness Lodge. Like, this People is more obvious, though. <laughs> this is you can't miss the stadium. <laughs> you know, I know, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I guess you're just saying that the, Disney has a history of just kind of leaving things as they are. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. I, I don't think it'll hurt them to leave it the way it is until they know what they want to do with it. But I, I guess my my further point to that is we have three other parks with some amazing nighttime shows. Does Animal Kingdom need a nighttime show. I I don't think it necessarily does. I would actually. Have you ever seen the thing they do on the tree at night? Because that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I would stand there and watch a show on the tree where they do the projections and the cool music and like that's that's a really neat thing to watch. They just do that kind of like random times. But if they just did a a show there, I'd be okay with that. But you're right. I mean, do, does everybody need a nighttime show? I don't know maybe i mean animal kingdom that was part of their push to make it an all-day nighttime park right yeah i get but i guess part of the reason people stay there now is because of pandora as well right so yeah yeah at night that well they can't come back now and not have it be a nighttime park with how pandora looks at night right yeah like it has it's part of pandora and, and i get that and i guess like i said my my thinking on that is yeah i yeah, I, I don't know how badly they need a nighttime show or whether it has to be necessarily an outdoor show. Like, yeah, I, yeah I'm just, I don't know either. I'm just thinking more about the fact that, yeah, it is supposed to be like it, it is a functioning zoo, effectively. And yeah, I, I feel that that's yeah, I, I'm thinking more about the animals and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Do we do we want to talk about the 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 new virtual queue? Uh, how it's set up uh, for Rise no. of Resistance? No, you you don't want to talk about yeah. this, Damon. I just want to talk about how nice the castle looks, and then I'm done. All right, <laughs> we can talk about the castle. Well, so so you think it looks good? I do. I like. I'm a it. fan. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm. I I don't get what people have been complaining about, and I'm like Mr. Nostalgia, and I still like it. I mean the the colors pop the spires really they definitely pop, pop. I think yeah. it looks really good. They I mean they really pop. I mean the the blues that they have on there <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. I see how the Florida sun beats on it for a little bit. I just wonder what it will look like, but I think as of right now, man, it's gorgeous. I I totally agree. I think people's problem is is with the pinkish color, right? The pinkish color on the top, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that bad. And like you said, it's going to mellow out with the sun. I mean, that's going to it's going to wear. Yeah. And I don't think it's that bad of a pink. And I, I, I've also seen some people be like, well, now it just looks like, you know, Sleeping Beauty Castle over at Disneyland, right? But I, I don't think that that's the case either. It's okay. I get maybe I'm not as invested in the princesses as others. Is that a bad thing? Like, no, you don't have to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm, wait, you, I, you I, just I, mean I, you're not invested in the castles at all, is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, like, like, you know, people saying, you know, while it looks too close to Sleeping Beauty's castle, well, okay, <laughs> like that's <laughs> that doesn't bother me, and, and I guess it 
Does it bother Cinderella? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Cinderella is very upset about this. Yeah. Uh, she, she wants a unique castle just for her park. When, when, when you <laughs> talk to her at the royal table, make sure you have her and Aurora have it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would listen i thought it was cool I, I i think it looks really nice i would love to take a picture in front of it i mean i i think the colors look amazing the gold looks really cool on it have you seen the gold yeah, yeah. it does look good yeah it's i mean they really i think they did a great job on it i don't know if you guys saw this too i saw a couple people taking pictures and they're still finishing up pieces of it yeah and they're doing the it paint like by paint numbers. by number did yeah. you see yeah. that yeah I mean, it's, it's cool. smart, right? You know, it makes sure that they, they get it exactly the way that they want. And it's not, you know, they come back later and go, why is this side, you know, a different gray than the other side? <laughs> yeah. It's just very interesting to me. I know would have never thought to do that, but it's just kind of funny. Cause I guess if you walk up there right now, you can look at the bricks like the, and, and see different numbers. Mm-hmm. On them, so. and, and if you think about it, like they, they do the projection mapping on the castle, so they obviously yeah, that's got to be pretty on point for what colors are where. Yeah, and and they so they have a they already have a digital map of the castle. So I'm sure it was actually pretty easy for them to to lay it all out and go. Yeah, this these are the colors that we want. This is exactly where they need to be, and then just lay it over top, right? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I I'm I'm a fan. I think it looks really cool. I and you know and I think we said this on an episode before too. The the top half of the castle was already a pinkish color. It just had faded over the years, right? I mean, they're just repainting it and making it a little more pink, but it looks good. I, I think the blues the really very much pop. The gold very much pops, and and the, I think the pink looks fine. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a huge pink fan, but I think in general, I think the I think it looks really nice. It's no cake, but you know, I'll 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 take it. <laughs> <laughs> Damon really wants the cake to come back for next year. I would <laughs> love if the cake came back. I would love that. <laughs> this time, a yeah. blue cake. A blue cake with, with the using that blue color make the cake out of the blue color. Oh wow, yeah. that is an aggressive blue color. I mean, that's that is, a, that, is a, that would be an aggressive cake. It yeah. would. It would. It would. It would be very in your face. It's a very deep blue they have on that castle. Yeah. Very very. And I think that's why it works because it's you know not all over the place. Yeah, the contrasts of it work very well, especially with the gold and the and the, and the pink it, colors and the gray. Yeah, and, and even when you look at it against the sky as well, it doesn't it doesn't fade into the sky right it's very clearly defining where the castle is yeah for sure it's not it's not the that uh you know they paint those colors they go away green and uh and the blue colors that make the buildings uh match the sky this is a very dark blue (laughs) yep so i'm all for vibrant colors (laughs) yeah for sure for sure anything else about that one damon or you know before you 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 head out of here and leave us alone (laughs) i mean i wouldn't mind to talk about tickets but man rise of the resistance you guys just are not going to make it quick that's the problem we can no we need to make it quick because we're running out of time really we are actually (laughs) yeah we so essentially they changed the the virtual queue now so we we talked on the last episode that they weren't going to do any virtual queues disney came back and said just kidding we're going to do a virtual queue for rise of the resistance again but this time we we changed it up we're going to make uh the the boarding uh the booking window start at 10 a.m 1 p.m and 4 p.m so you don't have to be there at park opening to get a boarding group. Now you can do it at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., or 4 p.m. Now, I've seen people still saying that they're going within a minute, you know? But at the same time, I've also seen that because of, you know, like all the social distancing, it seems like they're doing one party per pod. So obviously, the yeah. capacity of the ride is like way down. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, th- this isn't a standard operating, so... I, I, how, I, how close... None of us have been on it is the problem. Like, how close... Yeah 
do the cast members get to you? Like, and are they wearing masks in the ride? I believe they are. Yeah. Okay. I think from pictures I've seen, they they are still wearing masks, and they are. Uh, no, they definitely are. I, no, I the actors in the ride. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay, hmm. gotcha. I think they did it in a way though, where it's like it almost kind of it uh, it kind of fits in with the theming. I believe I, I I'd gotcha. have to go and look at some pictures, but I, I think they've they've kind of uh, changed the script up for them a little bit too to to you know have them say different things to make you stay further back from them and stuff like that too. So, but and they're definitely limiting the amount of people that come in as well. So. But I, you know, I do, I do think it's interesting that they decided to go this route because that was the complaint of a lot of people. Is like, I don't want to show up at opening, right? I, I yeah. think this is perfect because it does give you a couple of opportunities through the day, and like you said, is yeah, you don't have to be that crazy early riser person to get it. So, and with the park opening at ten a.m. at this point, that you know, yeah, I mean, even that sometimes that's a little too early for me, even because you know, I'm, I'm two hours behind <laughs> oh yeah that's true yeah probably probably halfway through your disney trip was when you finally get uh you know acclimated to the time change right mm, yeah it usually usually takes about two or three days before we start to figure it out but i mean this is a positive i think this is a good idea i think it's nice that they did that i mean i'm sure as capacity goes up if they continue doing this then it you know it, it's not going to be as hard it's not going to disappear in a minute so um you know, I think I think that's this is a good change. Yeah, yeah. Anything else about that? Or we want to move on. No, let's, let's talk about tickets. Let's talk about the tickets. Tickets. Yeah, so, Damon, you actually want to talk about this? <laughs> no, but I feel like I've gotten this far. <laughs> why don't we just skip? Why don't we just skip over the tickets and talk about the? Oh, we already talked about the Jungle Cruise Funko Pop. Oh yeah, how are we going to skip over the tickets? Don't you want to talk about the tickets? Yeah, we can. We can talk about it. So. Uh, go ahead. somebody else. Talk. I feel like I've been talking too much. One of you guys. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the, tickets. So Trevor's gonna. These bullet points are. Uh, I don't know where to start with this, Tom. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> ticket sales are open again. <laughs> yeah. We, okay. okay. If we done, <laughs> ticket sales are open. We're done. All right. Ticket sales are open. Uh, but they are also extending uh annual passes again. Uh, another thirty days to annual passes. Uh, so that's something that's happening, but you can choose again to get a refund for those 30 days if you want to, instead of getting it done, if you are paid in full. Uh, now if you're on like the monthly plan, you know, you can, you can cancel it and then you're, you know, you'll get your money back for that too. So, so that's another thing that's going on, but you can buy tickets again and, uh, you can only buy, it looks like up to seven days at a time. Uh, so before you could do, you know, what 10, what's the, what's the maximum you could do before 14, I'm trying to think. So 14. Yeah. 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 So, but you still can't do park hopper. Uh, they still don't. Oh, it, you know, the, there's no minivan airport service and there's no uh, Disney dining plans currently available. So, so they specifically, sense. sorry. No, that's fine. I was just saying that makes sense for now. Yeah. Makes uh, sense for now. I was going to say specifically, they mentioned the minivan airport service. So that doesn't mean that minivans aren't running just the, the to and from the airport. Yeah, we, we, we were going to actually talk about a rumor last week on the show that I pulled last minute that uh, it seemed to be uh, somebody was pranking one of the websites we use mm. <laughs> about minivan service going away. So I decided to pull that one because it didn't seem like a, a valid rumor anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it still would have been fun to talk about. We like to, we like speculating on stuff, whether it's true or not, right? So <laughs> Yeah, I, and I mean, I, I guess the thing about minivans, too, is that they're, you know, they they offer... The same challenges as anything else is, you know, keeping people at distance. And, you know, I'm sure minivans, 
aren't running as much as they would be normally. And they have to take more time in between trips to make sure that they're clean and all that. So yeah. 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 That makes sense. So yeah. So now you can buy tickets again. I know a lot of, we, we had some listeners actually that were commenting about this on the Facebook page uh, or the Facebook group about, you know, waiting to buy their tickets or, you know, knowing that they're need to, you know, that they have a trip coming up, but they weren't able to buy tickets yet. So now you can. uh, So that's good. Um, and you know, there are some options for annual pass holders too. So, and I guess the thing to keep in mind too, is that tickets are still limited per yeah. day. So, so there's still the potential that you may not be able to get into a park if it's reached capacity for that day. Right. Yeah. That is that it, there is always that potential still. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's the challenge, right? That was a lot of writing to get through that. <laughs> I like to be detailed, you know. Whether you use the details or not, this one went to, to P. Wow, yeah, A through P. That's what we got out of that. that was I think I've actually gotten past like the entire alphabet before on, on one of these bullet points. So, you know, the, the the last thing I had in here was about the Skipper Funko Pop, but we've already but talked. We, about we already that. talked about that. I do, I do, uh, I do want to ask Dan, and you know, Dan, you comment on this in the group. Why are you always posting stuff to me about Jungle Cruise stuff? <laughs> Because you talk you, about Jungle Cruise you like, like you like it. That I do, like but it's not like thing. my favorite. I like it too, but yeah, I guess. What's up with be, that? Because man? the problem is there's so many rides off the table for you. We got to give you something. There's not that many off the table <laughs> for me. I go on most of the rides at Disney. <laughs> I feel like the the next couple of rides that are coming, they're off the table for you. No, I you know the Tron is definitely off the table. Maybe, maybe Guardians okay. of the Galaxy off the table. <laughs> that makes me so sad that Tron. Like you're debating going on Tron. Like that is such a. <laughs> it does look. It does look pretty awesome. I, I do. I do. You know, I've watched a couple. A couple videos of the of the actual. You know, the one that's already built, and it does look pretty cool. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I just gotta wait and see, right? I'm, all right. You know, we'll, we'll see where I'm at. But well, I'll drag you on there. Okay. If if, <laughs> if, if we're there, I will. Yeah, you gotta wait till October. So you're allowed to pass if you go before then. Not going on. That's okay. All right. Yeah. If if I'm in the park with you, I like. I'm usually not one to you know give a lot of peer pressure, but I would be egging you on. <laughs> Quite a lot to get on that. Breaking, breaking news: I will no longer be uh, attending the group uh, <laughs> meetup in uh, October. I've officially canceled. Wait, do you go on Tower of Terror? <laughs> I don't do dropping. I, I get very motion sick with with dropping. That's what my big problem is: is the drop. I, I get very sick. But you go on Star Tours. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. That's bouncing in every which way. It's it's that dropping feeling, like on a roller coaster when you go down a hill. That stomach drop feeling that makes me very ill. <laughs> And but you don't you really get that on the Toy Story like, roller coaster. What's that? But you went on the Toy Story roller coaster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the up and down and everything. Yeah, I don't understand, Trevor. It, it does. Yeah. It's it's the big drops that get me. I can do a little bit of bounciness, like you know, I I can do even. I mean, like Seven Dwarves. That one drop is not big, but sometimes, it, depending on how I'm feeling that day, it can make me a little queasy. So hmm. you know. Listen, it's just it's a motion sickness thing. I'm not, and I, I'm not discounting that because my so, wife so take is, some boning and knuckle up. <laughs> you know, my my wife is motion sick as well, and she doesn't she avoids all of these rides as well. But but for her, that like I I guess the only difference is like like she won't touch Slinky Dog because 
Yeah, like she's so she's all in. Yeah. on not doing those rides. Tom is like yeah. he's like a Charlie Brown of roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he's just wishy washy. Okay. That, well, <laughs> no, it's pretty clear here. Like I can do spinning. I can do you know like it's, start. It's not clear to the rest of us that you can do Slinky Ride. But you well, can't do space. Mountain. I will. I will tell you. Well, you know, space is a different story. But, but uh, you know, but why? <laughs> like, if you're listen, if you if you were to tell me on Space Mountain, you're scared of like no, 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 bonking yourself. But if you're talking roller coasters, Slinky is far more. It's dramatic. It's a matter of I can if if I can. This is going to sound weird, but if. I can see where I'm going and I know a drop is about to happen. I can prepare myself and not feel as nauseous. Mm. You know what I mean? If it takes me by surprise, it's not. That's the problem with Space Mountain. I told you, I told you guys before, if it were in light and I could see where I was going, then I'd be fine with Space Mountain. I'd go on that. No problem. It's, it's more of the, if I don't know what's coming and it takes me by surprise, it'll just be like, oh, you know? No, I, I get that. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, kind of bracing yourself for it and all that. Bracing yourself. I, yeah. I get that, but I, I, it's like needing a, a nightlight at night. We can get you like we can get you like a light up nightlight. Maybe you'd be okay then. I prefer but, to sleep in pitch black personally, but you no, know, I'm saying a light up nightlight for the roller coasters. Oh, for the roller coaster. Okay, yeah. I'll just turn on the flash on my uh, phone. And I, was I love those they, people. Those people are the best. Make sure you do that. Yeah. Everybody loves the person that does <laughs> they, that. So I'm just going to do that. They have some really strong flashlights that we could probably get you to hold, but they they may tell you to turn it off when when you get going. I'll, all I need to do is watch a couple YouTube videos of it with the lights on and. And then I just got to memorize the track in my head and I'll be good. <laughs> well, yeah, we can put you in one of the laundry baskets in front of a POV of it. Just turn up the brightness <laughs> listen, and contrast and you'll right. be good. L- listen, I will say this right now in the show. We can write it down. We can mark it. I will go on Space Mountain with you guys when I am there in October for the, the meetup. We will go on it. It'll be fine. I have no, I have no Trevor, worries about doing that. Tom's going to show up with a fake cast on. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> listen, guys, I was going to go on, but... Really feeling not well today, guys. I don't know if I can do it. I feel like I got the flu or something. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'll just be like, great. Well, you know, I've already got the fast passes, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just end this mess. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get, let's just end this thing. I, right. Listen, but I will, I will, I swear to you guys, if we do the meetup, I will, I will do it with you guys. It'll be done. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Mountain for sure. And, and I may, you know, forcibly drag you over to Tron because. Yeah, we'll We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay. It's probably going to be long lines. You know, I, I don't know if we want to wait that long. Okay. Don't do not pull that with me because you know, I can get a fast pass. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Yeah. We're like going to end up over here. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. As uh, you guys have been listening and if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we always love hearing from you guys. We obviously talk to a lot of you guys through, uh, through email. Also, we, we like talking to you on Facebook as well. We have a lot of great listeners that reach out to us on Facebook, which you can find us as welcome home podcast. If you happen to have Twitter or Instagram, you can search for welcome home pod or welcome home picks. Uh, those are both linked back to our Facebook page, so you can get those uh, updates when we post Facebook stuff um, on those other platforms. You can uh, check out the website, which is welcomehomepodcast.com. We have a link to the store from there, and I believe the, the last couple of our um, of our episodes are posted up there. So 
please check out the website. Uh, if you just want to go straight to the store, that it's store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, check out the merch. We've uh, we've got everything there but hats. I'm not going to say hats this time because I said hats <laughs> last time, and I got everyone all excited for yeah, hats. Throw people and, into a rage. Yeah, um, yeah, and I apologize for that. We have we have shirts, we have mugs. Um, yeah, so, I wish we had hats. But yeah, no. well, no, we, we maybe we don't. But we'll bring them to the listener the listener meetup in yeah. October. There you go. Yeah, you, you still need to come find us if you want a hat. So if well, I don't know if I mean we'll bring them to that. I'm never carrying hats around in the park again. I'm carrying pins only. Uh, I've, I've pins got room in my bag for hats. So if if you find me maybe in the one park, hat, if, maybe one hat. If you find me in the park, hat. I'll give you a hat and a pin. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. so speaking to all the people that actually listen this long, we're going to do some pin giveaways if you're part of the group. So if you are not not part of the group but listen to the podcast and you are interested in a pin. You should probably join the group. Yep. Because that's where we're going to be giving away some pins. Next week, right? We said next week? I think next week. Yes. Sometime soon. I mean, whenever yeah. we can. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you guys check out the Welcome Home Disney so, waitlist. <laughs> so, Tom, this is what we need to do. So, next time you order pins, you need to get, like, a special edition pin where, like, one of the colors has changed. Mm. Oh, okay. I could probably do that. Yeah. Like, can we get them with LEDs built into them? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like maybe like, I don't know. <laughs> just just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm sure there's some other fancy. No, no, no. This is what this is what we're doing, Trevor. Glow in the dark. Oh Something yeah, we, we can do that. Dark. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. We, we need some that's limited nice. edition glow in the dark pins. Yes, yeah. I'm on board for that. I like that. I, that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> so out, outside of all this, yeah. <laughs> to, to get back to closing the show. Uh, if you found this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or any of those platforms, please leave us a review. We we do like seeing those reviews. It helps other people find the show as well, and it helps us try to get better at what we do here. Oh, hold on a second, because you guys now made me go over to Wizard Pins. Isn't that where we got ours from? No, that's not where we got them ah. from. <laughs> where did we get ours from? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It starts with a V, I think. Dude, um, Wizard Pins has cufflinks. Like, and coins. Who uses Custom cufflinks? Coins. Who uses cufflinks anymore? I don't know, but man, I'd love some welcome home cufflinks. <laughs> uh, a tie bar, a welcome home tie bar. Oh man, that's they've got some interesting stuff on there. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the company that we used. Um, oh, that's it's like Vivi Pins or something like it's that. What? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay. So anyway, don't, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. That's important, by the way. If you guys are longtime listeners listeners of the show and you're not subscribed, please do subscribe because uh, that is one of the things that puts us further up on the list, uh, so other people can find us. So uh, you know those those lists of podcasts and rankings uh, and reviews, yeah, yeah, reviews and re- and subscriptions are very important. So please subscribe if you haven't done so. Uh, you know, just hit that subscri- subscribe button and. Uh, uh, that really helps us out quite a bit. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google uh, Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Find the one that says uh, DVC and Disney, and you can uh, you can uh, subscribe to us through there. Uh, of course, as always, a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative, a Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about on the show today. Uh, 
big thank you as always uh, to DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this episode. We love those guys over there. Uh, so, you know, please, if you're looking uh, to buy or sell a DVC contract, uh, work with our friends over at DVC Resale Market. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Found her in a sugar bowl. Look out!